Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Let's continue looking at this whole idea of one another and how it sort of manifests itself. Uh, Romans 12 obviously gives us a lot of insight into it. It gives some of the uh, the ways that we do this, how we're supposed to be living with one another. For instance, Romans 12, verse 10, remember what it said? Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. So we're called to be devoted. We're called to give preference to one another in honor. Both of those are in verse 10. So we're devoted to one another. We give preference to one another. We honor one another. And then the same sentence says, not lagging behind in diligence. So the idea being that you, you really have to be diligent with this because the enemy will come in and seek to kill, steal, and destroy and place things in between relationships. So don't lag behind in this. Be diligent in it. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, <clears throat> devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. So he shows us uh, how we're to do some things and how we're to live out uh, some of the gifts of the Spirit that he just mentioned uh, before. But then he says this, and we saw this in the last episode, so I want to pick this up from here and go through the rest of the chapter. Verse 14 said, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So we are to bless them. We're to speak forth blessing upon those who curse us. Now, that doesn't mean, again, like I said last time, that uh, we just stand there and go, okay, you want to cut my head off, that's fine, have at it. No, you can defend yourself, you can defend your family, you can defend things. But there's an attitude of heart right here. Okay, We do not want to have the hardness of the heart of the world. Verse 15, he said, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And then where we left off last time, verse 16, be of the same mind toward one another. In other words, not to think of yourself more highly than you think, than you should, okay? Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation, okay? Do not be wise in your own estimation. And I think we would do well to give heed to this, okay? Not to be haughty, but to be of the same mind. Now, verse 17, he says this, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. And you say, well, there's such a tendency to want to do that. Somebody does something bad to me, I want to go back to them. Yeah, I know. But that's not how we are as believers. We're not to pay back evil for evil. We're to respect what is right. And you say, but that's hard. It's, it's, it's like impossible. Well, in the flesh, it is impossible. But remember, with God, all things are impossible, and nothing is impossible. The next verse, verse 18, helps a little bit here. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Well, there we go. Be at peace with all men, if possible, so far as it depends on you. And from your perspective, I cannot make somebody uh, react a particular way, think a particular way, want to do things in a particular way. I can't do it. I can Okay, I can have responsibility for myself. So as far as it depends upon me to be at peace with all men, it's a decision I make. Okay, a decision to be at peace, not to be bothered, not to uh, walk in hatred. 
okay? Not to speak forth the word of cursing, but to bless. Verse 19, he actually explains that even more. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So we as believers, uh, we're not called to, to be vengeful. We're not called to bring forth our own revenge. No, leave room for that. Leave room for God to do what he desires to do. Who knows that one that you're wanting to pour forth your wrath upon at this moment may be the one that the Lord is calling to do something within his kingdom. You know, we all used to be there, right? So leave room for the wrath and the wrath of God. Because he, he quotes the Old Testament. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. Then another quote from the Old Testament, verse 20. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. <coughs> you know, there's uh, all sorts of uh, varied interpretations as to exactly what that means. Uh, well, just look at the, just the facts. If you have an enemy, if he's hungry, feed him. Okay, he very well may be your enemy. He may desire to kill you. As a matter of fact, in some of the discussions we've had of late with some things, uh, you can tell that people don't understand some of the things because there are some quote unquote religious groups that their foundational uh, doctrine is the annihilation of anybody that's not a part of their group. Well, that's pretty straightforward. I don't care how nice you are, or how well you speak and how nice a neighbor are. If your foundational truths believe this, then you need to be wary. But if that enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. <clears throat> Quite often we take that from the negative sense of the pain that would be there, of heaping burning coals on the head, and that we're going, uh, yeah, I'm going to win him over by being nice and loving in a Christian manner, even though I hate him. Uh, no, that, that's sort of foolishness right there, okay? In other words, we're not doing going, nah, 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 I love you, so I'm going to feed you and you're thirsty, even though you're my enemy. I'm going to heap these coals on your head because it's going to be painful. Probably the closer understanding is a cultural type of thing. Uh, remember, they didn't walk around with big lighters in these days. And to give somebody a source of fire, okay, a source of sustenance in that way and blessing them that way. And in some of the cultures they did, they would carry the burning coals on, his head, on their heads from one place to another. Here he says you're going to heap the burning coals on his head. You're not going to give one or two. You're going to bless with abundance. A bless with abundance in feeding. Bless with abundance in giving drink. Bless in abundance in loving your enemy. And I think that's probably a, a more correct understanding because of the next verse, which is the last verse of Romans 12. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I think that helps us understand that heaping burning coals isn't this well, I'm going to do this to, to make you feel guilty to where you repent kind of thing. No, the heaping, the, the uh, provision far beyond the immediacy of the moment type of thing that's going on right here. Overcoming evil is not done with evil, but evil is overcome with good. The Lord is showing us here how to live together with one another as the true body of Christ, and then how the one another's are to live in a world that hates us. Remember what Jesus says. Hey, when they hate you, don't fret over. Don't worry about it because uh, they hated me first. Okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you later.